African print is increasingly being used to tell stories in fashion. For example, Maklosa Bailat Duma, as well as Maista Matlango with her and Debele Design, design partnership with BMW. Now, in the meantime, creative director of Afrofuturistic fashion brand Imprint, Zugi Simbane, has partnered with leading men's fashion store Markham. Now, the exclusive Markham, Im, Markham by Imprint collaboration is inspired by authentic storytelling through design. Zugisi joins us now. Um, he's the creative director of Imprint um, with more insights on, into his part um, in Africa's fashion world. Zugisi, good afternoon to you. Thank you so much for your time. Good afternoon, thank you. All right, so, so let's talk about just being a designer in South Africa um, and just mm. the fashion landscape that you find yourself in. What are some of the, the trends, but also just the sector, you know, and the development of it um, from your perspective? Where are you finding it? Um, it's actually interesting right now when I, when I entered the industry, especially when it comes to print and just the overall um, excitement around uh, the African identity when it comes to fashion itself. It wasn't the easiest, uh, but looking at how people are sort of like embracing it right now and um, jumping on this um, sort of like, um, it's a trend, but I hate uh, when people really, really um, look at it as a trend. Um, it is a trend in the really realistic element of it because people are buying into it and soon it might um, shift to something else. But it's beautiful to see people just owning the African aesthetic and buying into the African identity in print or in any sort of like um, way different designers sort of decide to tell different African stories in fashion. All right, now let's talk about who buys your products. And I'm, the reason I'm asking is because mm. a lot of the time, um, African designers have actually spoken about being embraced more abroad than they were back here at home. Yeah. Are you finding that that is still the case? Are you finding that South Africans and even Africans on the continent are starting to see the value in what African designers are capable of doing? Yeah, no. Um, um, at first, it was uh, purely international markets. Um, but it's beautiful to see again um, how... The, the local market is embracing the um, is embracing us and buying into what we do. Um, there's a lot of um, of what we do that is bought in South Africa as compared to when I started. Mm -hmm. You see a lot of people embracing the Matosa aesthetic, uh, Rich and Nisi. You see a lot of imprint. Um, I think that's also how we're able to, to sort of like collaborate with these big established brands because they see that the local market is adapting and they're buying into what we do. Mm, let's talk about partnerships and just the importance of them, but also your partnership with Markham which has just come through. Um, exactly how mm. are you hoping that this will, um, you know, change, the, um, change your story as a designer, but also imprint as a brand um, now that it will yeah. be in Markham stores, which are basically really uh, well spread out throughout the country? Mm. Cool. So when I started the brand, uh, I, I'm from Kailicha. So for me, I've always loved fashion, but I've always been sort of like um, the challenge has been that it's, it hasn't been as accessible. So what you get from a retail store is um, mass retail produced uh, made in China. It wasn't really reflective of us and the stuff that I wanted to see. So with um, us partnering up with Maka more than anything, it was to allow the brand to reach... Um, the people that um, want to become part of the brand but can't necessarily buy mm -hmm. into it, mm -hmm. given the fact that the brand is sort of like classified uh, at this point as a luxury brand. Mm -hmm. And so the price points are sort of reflecting that. So what Markham allows us to do, they allow us to reach 
a bigger base they allow us to to sort of like get our products um to spaces that we're unable to and also more than anything it allows the story to reach uh more people it's so beautiful for me when i walk um into a space and i see people that i wouldn't necessarily see in the boutiques that, that I, I i supply wearing the brand and sort of like understanding the brand and also that's another thing that i wanted to do when i collaborated with markham for me the storytelling element was very important so if you see the clothing it's not just about the print when you buy the print the, this t-shirt where we actually put um some short um stories about the brand about the print so that people get to be part of that story get to understand that the print that they are buying these collaborations uh it means something bigger than just the item that they are buying very interesting. Now, let's talk about luxury in Africa. And the reason I say mm -hmm. this is because for a long, long time, when we spoke about luxury, also from a European perspective, right? Um, that is actually yeah. where we've been sourcing luxury and that's where we could pinpoint that that's luxury. Let's talk about luxury mm -hmm. when we speak about it from an African perspective. What does that look like? What does that feel like? Um, you know, how do we make sure that we're, that we're not just copying, you know, what's already been done for years and that we're creating our own luxurious mm -hmm. feeling and aesthetic? I think uh, the beautiful thing about our interpretation of luxury is tapping into um, in tapping into our stories, tapping into what we have. Because when you look into Africa, we are rich when it comes to craft, um, when it comes to quality production. Um, we are not. Um, we, we, we talk about sustainability right now. We talk about fast fashion. Mm -hmm. Fast fashion has nothing to do with luxury. And for us, mm -hmm. we've always been a place where. We pride ourselves when it comes to handwork, when it comes to not polluting the product, mm -hmm. the planet, when it comes to produ producing limited numbers of what we do, be it craft, be it um, handwork, the beadwork we do. It's always been about us just um, focusing in that element of what we do. So I think luxury for me is, is stepping into those stories, is using the quality that we have and mm. just preserving what um, Africans can do. Um, I know I was speaking to, to someone else a few a few weeks ago and we are discussing, because I was in Milan, we did um, Milan Fashion Week. And for me, it's always been fascinating when they speak of um, couture, because I always take it back. Um, I always go to Umamu Esther, what she's able to do either on garments or on, on whatever surface. For me, that's an element of control because mm. that's something special. That's handwork. That's quality. It's one of a kind. Mm. And our people all over Africa are able to do that, be it beadwork, whatever that we do. Our craft is seen as craft and it's always seen as not as luxury in that sense. But for me, if, if we really own it and if we really attach value into it, that becomes control. That becomes our luxury. All right, before I let you go, let's just talk about being a creative and then doing business and doing business on the scale. Um, just maybe some of the challenges mm -hmm. that you might have encountered in the process, um, but also just yeah. how do you have you managed to upskill yourself to be able to, to have commercial conversations as somebody who is uh, you know, traditionally a creative and is probably safer mm -hmm. in spaces where you are busy with your fashion and your print? I think for me, what, what worked for me um, and allowed me to sort of like have that balance when it comes to creativity and the understanding of business, I am totally self-taught. So with that came with a lot of challenges that I had to overcome, just 
being in the industry that is not really as receptive to to new voices um south african fashion industry is very young and also very small so just going into the industry was um a lot of a challenge for me especially as a self-taught designer but um the same thing that posed as a challenge is what sort of like allowed me to sort of like stand out because in my approach to design to creativity and just building the brand itself, I understand uh, the bottom line, I understand the business elements mm -hmm. of it. And I think in a way that allows me to sort of like stand out, that allows me to, to build a brand in a space where most of my peers haven't uh, been able to, to sort of like survive. So yeah, my, my background in accounting was on a qualified accountant that uh, worked in my favor. And again, um, just picking up all this, um, I think also the interest in learning about my African identity and owning it and making sure that in everything that I do, it's not just about the garment, but making sure that there's a story attached to it, which um, allowed me to appeal again to the global market. All right, well, that's great to hear from you, Mzugisi. Great to hear that accountants aren't boring. I'm an accountant too, and I don't think I'm boring. So that works perfectly. Oh, we'll no. see you have all of the luck there um, with Imprint and all your partnerships. That was Mzugisi Mbani, Creative Director of Imprint, on the brand's collaboration with Mainstore Markham.